You're listening to Reply Talk, a podcast designed to provide actionable marketing strategies and valuable insights around apartment marketing. Hosted by Corbin Wright, entrepreneur, dad, and renaissance marketer of the multifamily industry. Welcome. Uh, myself, Corbin Wrights, uh, founder and CEO of Reply. Michael Estep, Director of Operations for Reply. Um, and today we are talking about, uh, let's see here, your leads aren't unqualified, you're unqualifying yourself. Tell me what you're, what you mean there. I'm, I'm I honestly, I'm a little confused. I need a little bit more clarification. So you kind what, of threw this one on me. Uh, well, uh, what I mean, and I'm glad that, see, I'm glad that we didn't talk about this. Because, yeah, right. Uh, uh, what I mean is your leads aren't necessarily always unqualified if they're not leasing, if they're not converting into leads or not leads into leases. Sure. And, uh, and you might be unqualifying yourself. Uh, what I mean by that going in depth is that somebody submits their information okay. or they call your community. Gotcha. And then they don't, something's broken after that. Like so, what? So the journey. So submit it and then there's typically an answer. So in, in today's age, uh, in today's world, instant gratification. So you want things instantly. Sure. Well, used to. I think what you're kind of touching base on too is like, you know, I just don't go around submitting my information for apartments. You know, I, I don't take the time to submit forms just to submit forms. You don't. I don't just call your community. Dude, I spend just like my Sundays just to submit. Just to do it. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. You know, if somebody's submitting their information, they've got to be interested at least yeah. a little bit, okay. right? And you know, at the end of the day, if you do most of the things right, you're going to find out. You know, is it price? Are you in the wrong location? Are you not providing, you know, the things that the communities around you are providing at the same price or at a similar price? But where it all starts is I submitted my information, right? So where do we go from there? How, how, how do we make sure that that process isn't broken mm-hmm. from a community level? So and one thing that I always do go back to in the beginning is it's your four Ps. Sure. Product, price, promotion, or people. So if one of those are broken then it is going to throw things off. But I don't think that that's, the, that's when it comes to a lead generation side of things. Okay. Um, it, one of your P's is off because uh, you're not getting enough leads. So if you're not getting enough leads, maybe you're outpriced. Maybe you're pricing yourself out of the market. Uh, or you know, maybe your promotion is off. Uh, maybe your people's off. Maybe your marketing team's not doing what they need to do and, and right. updating your stuff. Right. Um, and then, you know, product, maybe your product just sucks. Like, sorry guys, uh, got a dog is in the room. We, we are a dog friendly office and, uh, they're going a little crazy. Charlie likes to be a little crybaby yeah. sometimes. Charlie's my Yorkie and he's so mad. He just, he's here to just, just we make our it. lives miserable. <laughs> Poor Deborah. Well, rest in peace, Deborah. <laughs> funny story. Funny story. Deborah's uh, was our head of HR, but she's also a robot vacuum. And uh, Charlie decided to take uh, a little dump. Take a little, yeah. Put a little surprise on the on the floor, and then Deborah decided to smoke it. So just ran right over it, and just it was bad. All right. Um, so anyway, back, back to leads. Back to leads. So four Ps. Typically, uh, there's, you know, 
the four P's. And Something in that process yeah. might be broken. But in this instant, uh, in this scenario, your leads are unqualified. You're unqualifying yourself. What I mean is, like, you're still getting you're still getting leads, but they're not converting. Yeah, and I I, I think we go in. Let, let's go into this, right? So, who, why, how are you establishing that a lead is unqualified? Right? At what at what point are they considered unqualified? Mm-hmm. You know, I think a a lot of the times what you see is you know I've emailed them, I've called them, dead lead, unqualified. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I don't think you have enough information to establish that. I agree. Right, and they go into a dead lead list. They don't get touched for sixty days, and oh, maybe more, even longer. But I think at that point, right, you've already kind of t- taken yourself off Real the market. Quick, I want to stop it. So, how uh, I want to ask a question. Uh, leave a comment below and let us know how many follow ups or touch points, or how long your team has to go before they can actually. And what's that process look like? Yeah. How easy is it to dead a lead? You know, I'm not asking you to call out any community teams or things of that nature. We want to know your best practice of your your company is, you know, how many times you have to reach out through what channels um, until it's considered a dead lead. What channels do you have? I think that's also key, right? Are you providing an omni-channel experience? So let's wait. So let's get Uh, that that one answered. I wanted to sneak sneak that one in there. So leave some comments. And then, uh, and then we'll touch on that here in a second sure. and then see what, uh, see what channel. So, so something's obviously broken and they're either not getting a response back. You're, right, you're right. getting an email back that doesn't really tell you to do anything saying, Hey, thanks for showing interest in our property. You know, people want to be told what to do. Uh, they, but indirectly, they want to be guided, not necessarily told what to do, but when you're inquiring about something, you want to be kind of guided to the next point. So can you provide me more than one opportunity to, to do it as well? Do I have to email you back? Yeah. Exactly. I know I'm jumping into the, no, no, ju- I'm exactly. jumping into the omni-channel exactly. experience again, but you know, if you email me, you know, what, what are all the opportunities that I have to communicate with your property? Yeah. You know, and why are you emailing me to start? Is that your, is that your choice or is it my choice? And I think that's one of the things that we're really starting to notice is why don't you let me choose how I want to be contacted? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause if you let me choose, you know, a lot of times, you know, you book a hair appointment, you, you, you book an appointment at the dealership, right? A lot of, a lot of these industries are allowing people to choose their communication, choose their preferred communication, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to submit my information, but before I, bef- before I submit it, I, w- I want you to text me. Yeah. I want you to call me and guess what? If I choose call, I want to know, I get this with doctor's appointments all the time, dentist appointments. Contact me in the morning. Yeah. Contact me in the afternoon between these hours. Contact me in the evening. Yep. And I get you got to deal with hours and things of that nature. Um, but providing those those options, right? Creating you're a little, catering. right? You're catering, catering the experience. You're creating a little bit more friction. But at the end of the day, a little bit more friction might cause a lot more quality. I agree. I completely agree. And uh, it it does. It comes down to offering options and and I think there's a right place and time for these options too so you get to the point where you know maybe they submitted a form online and maybe they just said they don't have a preference so poor Charlie Charlie is just locked locked out of the zone but yeah no I you know they, they may not be ready at that point but I think you know at the end of the day providing those options is super important and understanding when to provide those options yeah. is also super important so 
there's a right time and place for text messages. Uh, you know, I might not necessarily, maybe, you know, I kind of do like texting somebody back and forth to be able to get more information because I'm able to check my phone and respond back and forth. Um, emails, I get a thousand emails a day and I don't like checking emails. Shout out to all the people that I've worked with before. I'm sorry if I've never answered some of your emails, but, uh, it was like the first thing for, for anybody that doesn't know Corbin will literally <laughs> never respond to an email unless I make him. So when I first came on, um, one of the biggest things or one of our first customers, uh, was, can you just get him to respond to emails? Please. Can you get him to respond? We call him no reply, not reply. Cause he literally will never respond to emails. So my goal in the first 30, 60 days, welcome back, um, was to get him to respond to as many emails as possible. Just, go, just pick him All up. Right. All right. Here Everybody meet Charlie. This, this is Charles. Charles. He is, uh, he's, He's something else. He's a little crybaby. But yeah, so, you know, it's all about providing the experience or the the communication channel that that I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, if you you send me four emails about your property after I submit a form, how do you know that I check my email? Exactly. Right? Because what do most forms ask for? First name, last name, phone number, email, submit. I'm putting my email because I have to, yeah. not because I want to. Yep. Right. It's not big. And a lot of times, some of those things are on autofill. Mm-hmm. Right. You get an old email. Sure. You're getting an old email, or regardless, it, it, old email, new new email. Mm-hmm. You don't know where that email is going to go. Okay. Is it go to the? Um, what, what are all? There's like five different tags for inboxes now. Oh yeah. Focus. Gmail going. Other. On junk. Yeah. You never know where that thing's going to go. You know where I know a text message is going to go. Straight into your phone. Right in your hand. Right? And I think that's a huge selling opportunity from the from the jump, too, yeah. is if I'm texting you back and forth, it's very easy, you know, as a salesperson. Absolutely. Hey, you know, when you become a resident of ours, I want you to save this number. Yeah. Because this is how we communicate when you become a resident. Yeah. This is how you're going to find out about all the resident events and local things that we do for the community, all those things. It's just another selling feature. But not everybody prefers text. Some people prefer a phone call. And I think there's, there's, a, there's a right place in time, but it's all, it all comes back to what is your preference. And then having that omni-correspondence experience to where sure. you, you make it seamless. It's, yeah. it's, uh, you're able to cater to what they choose, yeah. you know, and you're able to see it and understand that that's the way that they want to they communicate. Um, and really when it comes down to the most important information and really it's important people want to move like they're they're ready to move that's an important thing so what we've seen through our data in the response rates and the leasing velocity that happens when we integrate text messaging i'm so passionate about text messaging just because it works uh it's there in the data but like people want to buy they they want to lease they want you to communicate with them and they'll do that through text messaging because they do it every single day and it's important to them. Yeah. It's funny. We were talking about this the other day. Um, you know, I'm on my lunch break, right? And I just so happen to be scrolling through the internet. I'm looking for a, a new place to live and I submit a form, right? And I get an email, you know, five minutes later, mm-hmm. I happen to miss it. Right. So if my only other opportunity to reach you as a leasing consultant is to call you, what if you call me just after I get back from lunch? Your work, man. Right? How many phone calls do you answer while you're at work? 
you know, unless it's a unless it's a customer, a coworker, somebody that you expect to get a phone call from, mm-hmm. not going to respond, right? But what does everybody find time to do at work? Text back and forth, Instagram, Facebook, right? All that's the kind of visibility and that's the kind of exposure. All the noble, yeah, all right? the noble stuff. That's the kind of exposure that you're missing out on if you're not – not only from a, a digital advertising perspective but from a yeah. communication perspective. I, I sure as hell can find a way to text you back and get away with a text back. Absolutely. Over a phone call, right? And you, you know, you may be able to take personal calls at work. I'm not saying nobody's allowed to talk on the phone at work, yeah, but, you're, but you're much less likely to. Absolutely, especially if it's about you know something personal, right? Having that having that personal conversation over the phone, you may not want to do that at work. You may not want to step out for that. It may not be easy for you to to step out and take that, but it's real easy for you to text back. For sure, we're not we're not here selling texting, right? It's just the importance of having it all. Having it all. And providing all of those experiences, and you may be doing that right now, um, but are you looking into the the data and the metrics behind it? Are you setting up the right automation behind it? Understanding what your segmentation is and what the you know what it kind of sways to, and is it is your community more of a texting community? Do people prefer that that channel over the other? Uh, Just knowing that data gives you more insight into how to market better too. Sure. Um, So it's not just about like oh well we don't really care about how our residents communicate because we're going to communicate to them anyway. However we have so however we want to, but it really comes down to like when you can see this data and you can understand how many people actually are engaged in your in your messaging and they're seeing it, and even with like resident events, you know, right, like. You wonder why your resident events might be lacking is because your people are not seeing your message. You've got to get it out to them. Right. Um, an email or like you know uh, door flyers. Like it, it, I was in operations, it took forever to get those door flyers out. Like it was, it's crazy that people still use those. They do. Wow. It's crazy. Uh, bring them out. Walk around. Put right. them on the elevators. Yeah, put them on the elevators. Uh, but it's just you know, and. Maybe you still do that, too, to a certain extent. Sure. Um, but it all comes down to getting people to see your message, having all these different channels. I think it's psychological, too, right? If I if I miss a phone call, right, chances of me listening to a voicemail, cool. good yeah. luck, right? And if I miss that email, if it goes to the wrong inbox, yeah. never going to see it, yeah. right? But if I'm providing all of those experiences... If I'm providing that, that and text or a, any of the other, you know, omni-channel experiences we've discussed, you know, I, I think if I read a text message, you know, a lot of people, psychologically speaking, they can't have that little red notification at the top of their, their, their text inbox, right? True. A lot of people ignore, can ignore the email or they just delete all for their emails. It's really difficult to kind of delete so all for your text messages. Right? Make a poll. Just say like yes in the comments if you have more than 10 Missed text messages. Missed text messages. Um, I'm the outlier because I've got I'm just really like hundreds. Yeah, I've got quite a few on mine. I'm not. I'm not bad with text messages. I think my biggest struggle is like voicemails and, and email. Like I can skip through emails. Like I've got like that. You know, read the the title. Yeah. Um, read like part of the body set up on mine. So like if I see it, if it's not my and if it comes email, in, I'm boom, boom. I'm only checking ignore, the ignore, ignore. Stuff when, but when that text message comes through, it's like. Oh, what's this? Yeah. What's this? You know, I, I don't think I have any more than 15 to 20 at any given time. And that's if travel, something like but that. I also but, think that text message searching is even better than, than email searching. Like yeah. if, I, if I'm in my phone and I'm like, 
so this happened to me the other day. It was uh, um, it was edible arrangements. And Valentine's Day is coming. <laughs> no, so it was edible arrangements, <laughs> and I was uh, so I, I actually uh, I was thinking about sending Junker <laughs> because oh, oh, I always man. send them edible edible arrangements. Uh, just it's not going into too much detail. On and that one. Uh, and. The reason why I searched my inbox and I found the text message, and it wasn't a matter of seconds. Like I don't, sure. I, I knew that if I went and tried to search, I have it in my Gmail too. But if I went to go over there, I'm going to have to search through mountains, well, and mountains of yeah. And then you know, you think about like all the different emails that they have, right? It's support at whatever company dot com. It's yeah. support at you know this and so you know, another, sales yes. at this, right? So it'll take you. Even if you even if you search well enough in in your inbox, you know it could take you ten minutes if you really want to look at all that mm-hmm. to to really find it. But you know that search through text, how long would it take you? Minute seconds, yeah. So um, so let's switch gears a little bit. So we've talked about the omni-channel correspondence, communication, like how important it is. Um, I yeah, think- and I think you know one last thing I want to say. Sorry before we yeah. flip over is you know. We don't want to say that you're not making the right efforts, right? You're not making the best efforts no. that you possibly can, right? But if if you if you aren't making some of the efforts that we discussed, it's at least worth a shot. And there's plenty of companies, in, including ours, that offer free trials, right? And mm-hmm. you know, most of us are more than happy to yeah, provide right. you the statistics and the analytics and some of the research, right? So reach out to some of these companies, see who's willing to give you a 30, 45 day trial. So you can try it. Let it, try it before have, you buy it. Like, yeah. Try it. It works. Like I'm so, I, I would give anybody give yourself 30, all the 45 day trial of, of connect just to show you that it works. Like yeah, we're not the only ones. There's plenty out there, but you know, at the end of the day, try to find an avenue Try to try try to pursue all the avenues right so before you the, say what's no. What's the sole reason why I started this company? What did we start out as? Text message. Text messaging. Correspondence just, tool. Just text text messaging. Yeah. So and I was in the uh, so I was in the nightclub bar industry uh, for ten years before <laughs> I got into multifamily. And good times. I'll make this, good oh, yeah, times. Great times. Um, but I'll make this story fairly quick. So we needed to fill these bars and restaurants, and we had. Four uh, in Columbus, Ohio. Yep. And uh, they were all on Park Street, and they were big clubs, big clubs and, and bars. And this is back when we were younger, you know. The good old days. 21, 22, uh, out of college. And uh, I did the marketing for them. And yep. it was old school. Like, we, we had girls walking around with clipboards, and they were going and collecting email addresses. And even the door guys, yeah, even the email, door guys were like, email hey, addresses, collecting email addresses. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I can't tell you that the last time I checked an email, um, uh, that wasn't for school. Right. And, uh, and I guess I wasn't into the, you know, into the, the full on corporate world yet. Yeah. But I, nobody was, you know, a, a very small percentage of our target market uh, yeah, exactly. on, at those venues were, Searching their inbox, their their email inbox at that time. All, so, you know, our targeting, Mister Mister Revolutionary over here. So no, but the, the thing is, I was like, there's got to be something better than this. And text messaging was just it was like the wild west of text messaging. You could literally send out hundreds of thousands of text messages. There was like club texting, yeah. But I knew that that wasn't that wasn't going to do it. It had to be personal. Sure. So you have to get on a personal level. Um, you only get so much with sending automated messages or like 
blasting messages out like that. Sorry, that shit doesn't work. Right. It, 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 it works for a very small percentage. You, you look at email marketing and like, look at the conversion rates on email marketing and the, even the open rates. Like it's very small and it's like, you're throwing out this huge lasso hoping that you get a couple, but when you personalize it, it's all personal. And when you get on a right. personal level, it works. So I had a guy that I hired off at Craigslist. Um, I love this story. Brought him in. His name is Dwayne. I'm still friends with him. He's a great guy. Uh, he's actually, I don't know if he's, he's in Columbus still. Yeah. Uh, but so I had him come in and all I did was have him sit on a computer in the back and he would send out mass text messages, but they were personalized. And it was like, Hey, great seeing you last weekend. Would you like to come in and join us at Park Street for a ha- for a free happy hour? Right. And we would get these messages back and they'd be like, oh, hell with you. No, screw you. Block, blocked. And he would sit on the back end and he'd say, like a joke. He'd be like, no, screw you. Do you want a party? And, uh, and people loved it. Yeah. Like people were engaged because they didn't expect it to actually be someone. Right. No, Nobody expects somebody to be sitting there and, you know. It, it may not be the easiest thing at a community level to sit there and, and, and text back and forth to every single prospect coming through, but I, I don't want to say promise, but I, pro- I promise I, you because I did it. I promise I did. you that if you dedicate a small portion of your time, maybe split between team members to personalize and to text these people back, if they so provide them the first things first, right. Let them tell you they want to be texted, yeah. right? And then surprise them, right? Because everybody's used to chatbots now, and and this, you know, this this chatbot thing that we've got going on, and it's been popular for a little little while, right? Yeah, but you can still tell. I like chatbots. Chatbots work; they do, right? But you can still tell. Yeah, I can tell. You can tell. We all can tell at the end of they the day. They deliver me a certain level of information that I need immediately, um, in some cases, but. When you're making this kind of a decision. Yeah, when you're making, you're choosing your home. Like, you're... you're right. This is a big deal. Sure. Like especially you got a family and you got kids and, like, you really don't want to just go out on a whim um, or you're going like, to... Send me a picture. Yeah. Send me a video. So there still has to be this level of personalization for it to work. And that's why Reply started. Sure. And I took this idea and when I went to multifamily and I was in operations... Um, shout out to Pip. Pip let me uh, start out with uh, with text messaging, and uh, and it worked. We were in Pip, Pip was probably like this better work. Yeah, he you, did. He was you, like, hey, this better work. He did because all I did was hound him. I was like, Pip, come on, man. Let me try it. Let, let me try it. Let, let me try it out. And uh, <laughs> he ended up letting he ended up let me do it, and it worked. Look and how that turned out. It worked out great. Yeah. So, um, well, you guys were like. We were at eighty seven percent going through a uh, through a full renovation, like full yeah. scope renovation, blowing everything out, yeah. doing the whole nine yards. We dropped down to uh, I didn't know a thing about multifamily. Like I got in this industry and uh, don't say that. Yeah, I know, but I I, I did learn quick. I, I did learn quick, but it, it's like anything. that's a you know that's something completely different that we could talk about, right? Is applying other technologies or other things that work from from different industries, and I think that's one of the things that I love to do, right? Because I I wasn't born and bred in this industry. No. I, I you know I, I'm not I'm not from this industry, but one of the things that that I've done is I've ingrained myself in this industry, and you know I often look for things that are working in other industries, yeah, and seeing how I can apply that technology and I can apply those efforts into this industry, yeah. right? Because there's, 
there's that age old thing that everybody says about multifamily, you know, technology specific, so, so far behind. And it's, it's not like that anymore. People are willing to jump on new technology. And once, uh, once all the new technology is allowed to come in and it's easy to function with some of the other things that are going on, um, you're going to start to see a big shift, uh, but applying things that work in other industries is something that, uh, that can be super beneficial, you know, and I know a lot of that's coming in now, but it wasn't in the past. So yeah. I think that's a, you know, that's a whole nother conversation we can have. I won't no, talk I too much, and, but. Uh, but at the end of the day, you, I mean, you're, you're right. You, they've got to be open to change. You've got to be open to change. There's going to be other things out there. There's so many different products out there and it doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to go with property management software, uh, but it does need to integrate. So it comes down to a tracking level and it comes down to uh, that, that, omni-channel experience of, of delivering all of the right content at the right times. Right. But it, things aren't going to change unless we start opening our mind, opening our mind and pulling things out from, from different industries. And, uh, it just so happened what worked for me in the multi or in the, the nightclub bar industry. Uh, it works well in this industry. And there's certain things that are applicable, applicable across all industries, yeah. right? And, you know, maybe not all, but most, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those efforts need to, n- need to be pursued or need to be given their fair shot. Yeah. Uh, but obviously text messages, text messaging is, is being used in the industry, right? Whether it be two way chat between uh resident and leasing team, uh, what we don't see a lot of yet that we, w- I'm sure we will see is prospect to, to community communication, Um, you know, a lot of that's done by bots and, and, you know, and things of that nature at the moment. But I I think there'll be a, quite a strong effort put, put forth towards that. As long as you have the man power or the the woman power or the people power. power. Um, but as long as you're able to provide that experience, right. You don't want to do it the wrong way. Yeah. Right. You don't want people texting in and not getting a response. Yeah. Right. So another thing that, that we continue to talk about is the basics and the essentials, right. (laughs) Setting that, that, that platform up for your success. Yeah. So if you know that you can't provide that, that experience, right. That, that your prospect, just know. people just want to know. Sure. And you know, maybe that's done in the beginning, right? So from, you know, until we get in at 10 AM and we have a morning meeting from 10 to 10 30, that we don't start two way chatting with our customers until 11 AM. Right. But we set up the right automated responses to deliver them the journey so that they're looking for. Sure. Set the right expectation um, and deliver them, the right experience, mm-hmm. right? So they're not feeling like they're being missed out on and you're not missing any potential hot leads. For sure. Cool. Well, so I think that covers it. Like you've got... It's covered people, a lot. You've got... Yeah, we, we just talked a lot. But Probably put some people to sleep. Yeah. You've got two two things. It's like you're, you're, you could be on qualifying your leads by not following up in you the right way. Something truly broken. understand your renter. Yeah. Truly understand who you've got coming in. And even if you don't know who you've got coming in, then you'd better be offering them those those experiences. Build the trust. Build the trust right off the bat. If something's broken. Tell the story. Yep. All the things. <laughs> so after this, uh, we will post an image of, of different ways that you can uh, correspond with your uh, with your residents and your prospects and kind of how that omni-channel experience works. Um, but let us know what you guys are doing. What's working for you? Are you guys doing all, you know, are, are, are you texting from your phones? Like what, what's going on? Are you, right. 
All right. Well, we do, you, know. do you have the software? If you have the software, great. What do you like about it? What do you not like about yeah. it? What What do you think that your software could do better? Um, uh, you know, what What are you using? How can it be better? Right? Because you're not going to get any better if you're not providing the feedback. And I think that that's one thing that we tell a lot of our customers. It's like, hey, tell us. I want to know. Right? You use it every day. Mm-hmm. You see it every day. Tell me what's not working. Tell me how we can make it work for you. And I think if, you, um, if you're providing that feedback to your vendor and you have that type of relationship with your vendor where they take that kind of criticism, it's constructive, right? It um, let them know how they can be better. Most of us are very mobile in what we're able to do, right? We can make those changes rather quickly, right? And we can personalize that experience to your community or your company. Yeah. Um, but if we don't know, if you don't let us know. Uh, so that's why you know a big thing for us in, in what we do with this podcast is going to be getting feedback, answering questions. We want to hear from people. So let us know, leave a comment, let us, let us know, give us the feedback. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, if you can leave a five star on five star, five star on what is it? iTunes, Google, all the things, uh, Spotify. Uh, and if you have any questions, if you want to learn more about what we do, um, we're multifamily, all things, multifamily marketing, uh, custom software, and we do managed services. So we have an agency in-house that handles all of our managed services, and then we do create custom software, um, marketing software for the multifamily industry that integrates with all the stuff that y'all are doing uh, and using. So visit us at www.reply360.com. That is www.reply360.com. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Reply Talk. Make sure to visit us at reply360.com. That's R-E-P-L-I-360.com, where you can subscribe to the show. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. 